This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another video. Today we're going to be doing a review of Netflix's Bleeding Edge documentary that recently came out. And this is a documentary about medical device clinical trials. So I thought this was absolutely pertinent for us to go over on this channel. Hope you enjoy it. After the intro, I'm going to preview a little bit of the trailer. So hope you enjoy. Have you ever had any surgeries? I had a medical device that broke, leaving fragments everywhere, which set off a connective tissue disorder that started deteriorating my joints. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but that's like... Medical devices are everywhere. It's pretty amazing. Tongue depressors. Prosthetic limbs. Implants. Pacemakers. Because it's everywhere, we have to be careful. There's this hunger to have the newest technology. New equates to unproven. I thought it was simple, and it all made sense. Hey guys, ECRG here. So I wanted to show you a little bit of the trailer so you could get a little bit of a gist there of what it was about. And, you know, just got done watching it. It's about an hour and a half long of uh, basically women. You know, basically everyone is about there is about women who have been implanted with medical devices, uh, different ones. They talk about a mesh that was used. They talk about, you know, hip replacements and they talk about uh, this, the device is called Eshore, and it is a uh, permanent sterilization technique that was used. Basically, they put this metal device, like very small and very thin device, into the fallopian tubes, and the fallopian tubes are supposed to scar up. Um, they put one in each, each fallopian tube, and it's supposed to scar up and prevent sperm from fertilizing an egg. So that's supposed to be, that was supposed to be a permanent birth control solution but it turned out that you know that scar tissue would just keep growing and growing and uh, cause a whole lot of health problems so for each of these you know devices that they discuss in this documentary they cause a whole bunch of health problems it's very very sad people lose their jobs they can't work anymore people lose a lot of their relationships they become suicidal there are just a whole bunch of issues that that come along with the you know, these devices that they thought they were safe. And I'm not going to give away too much of the movie because, you know, some people may not have seen it yet. But you definitely should watch it. If, if you are if you are a subscriber or listening to this channel, this is definitely something you've got to watch because we are in the clinical research space. As you guys know, this channel is dedicated to the clinical research space. So we're going to, you know, talk about these current events and things that happen in the clinical research space as they come up. But man... So I've never worked in the medical device side of things. I've always been in pharmaceuticals. Uh, I've always been in, you know, drugs. But medical devices does sound pretty interesting. It did sound interesting to me before watching this. And, you know, it even still sounds interesting to me. Um, obviously, not every medical device is going to be problematic. They just talked about some of the problematic ones. But I think 
the main issue that they point out in the documentary is the process in order to get it to the market. And, you know, one of the things that they talk about is the difference in process between the medical device side of things and then the actual drug side of things. So getting a drug to market is way more cost intensive and requires a lot more data to back it up than a medical device, which I think is interesting. Um, they were also talking about, you know, big pharma gets a lot of the crap from, you know, outside entities and people for, you know, some of the drugs that they push on people and whatnot. But they were saying that the medical device industry is way more powerful than pharma. And I had no idea about that. You know, you always hear pharma, pharma, pharma. But they were saying, look, I mean, medical devices made $300 billion last year. And, you know, that, that just dwarfs pharma, which is crazy. So, wow, can't believe that. But, um, yeah, so I guess where are they going with this? Yeah, so the bleed the bleeding edge documentary, you know, dispels a lot of these these myths that a lot of people just think that, you know, because the device or because a doctor is giving you something that it has been proven, that it's been tested, that there are no issues with it. And obviously the documentary kind of points it out uh, that that's not the case. And a lot of people just kind of go along with the doctors. They go along with these companies thinking that it's going to be, you know, well tested and proven. And obviously you get a lot more of that in the pharma side of things, but the medical device side of things, there are not as much, they're not as much strict guidelines and rules to get something onto market. And I guess I'll, I'll briefly say this, but I'm not going to delve too deep, but basically there are two main ways you can get something onto market. There's the, the 501, I think it's 501 CK. And then there's a PMA way to do it. Um, and you know, they go about this and how some drugs, like even if a drug, a previous, I mean, even if a previous device was approved, I mean, was approved, then they could say, you know, this device is similar to that and it will be approved in a much faster way also. But even if it was not approved, you know, even if it was not approved by the FDA, they will still approve something saying like, hey, this is similar to the previous one. Um, and, you know, that's, that's just crazy to me that, Something could not be approved because it was bad and then they, they're going to approve it anyway uh, just because it's similar. You know, they go a lot more in, into detail in the documentary, but wow, man, I had no idea about all this stuff going on. And I'm really thankful for Netflix that they are able to uh, that they are able to, you know, put products like this out, put documentaries out, out like this. I mean, they had Blackfish. A few years ago that kind of totally upended the SeaWorld thing. You know, they just put a big spotlight on SeaWorld. And then they have this huge documentary on the medical device industry. I mean, do you think mainstream media would have allowed, would have been showing this documentary? You know, think about all the advertisements that medical devices spend with them. You know, think about these big companies like Bayer. Bayer was a big one in the in the uh, documentary. But think, think about how much money they spend on like CNN and NBC and ABC, how much money they spend on all those commercials. Do you think they would have showed a, shown a documentary like this? No. So that's why Netflix's model is great you know, for scrap subscribers. They're, they're pretty much too, just tuned into the people and what the subscribers want. That's why that model is so awesome. They're not too tuned into you know, what corporations want. And I think, I think that's awesome because this documentary never would have seen the light of day. And 
you know, it's so crazy because a, a lot of the women were fighting for years and years and years for certain things to happen. But this documentary comes out uh, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, spoil the end of the movie, but this documentary comes out and instant change happens because they know they're going to get a whole bunch of bad publicity. And, you know, this documentary was just released on Netflix within like the past couple of weeks. Um, as a recording of this, this is August 14th, August 12th. Sunday, August 12th. Um, so yeah, this documentary just recently came out and there's already been action by some of these companies on it, even though they, you know, that people have been trying to get them to stop selling these medical devices before because of all the health complications and they've done nothing. They've just brushed it off. So big shout out to Netflix for that. And I'm looking forward for more documentaries kind of like this coming out by Netflix in the future. Cause you know, this is just, this is just awesome. Um, you know, some of these medical devices really, you know, we don't, we don't think about all the side effects and all the adverse events that we, that we take place that, um, you know, we take note of, especially as monitors, we take note of all these things. We take note of all the serious adverse events, all the adverse events, and that all goes, um, into the electronic data capture, but all that stuff is measured at the end of the trial to see, you know, to measure really its effectiveness and see if this thing is really a problem. Um, one of the devices had over 17,000 adverse events in one year, in one calendar year. That is a ridiculous amount. Absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, this this documentary really hit home. And then, you know, for those people that are interested in medical devices, once again, they just showed a spotlight on a, a handful of them. Obviously, there are probably some great medical devices out there. Of course there are. I mean, there are plenty of medical devices out there. And, you know, I think one thing that they brought up, which was interesting too, was that Da Vinci robot. Now I've had some experience with that Da Vinci robot. Uh, you know, that was, they were super excited about that when that came out because the surgeon could not, doesn't have to be uh, exactly like in, doesn't have to be like scrubbed in into the person. They, they kind of sit off to the side and kind of do their thing off to the side. They're talking about how there were some complications with that. Like just because like they were just a surgeon would be able to go in, you know, practice on some dummies for like a half a day to a day and get watched by a surgeon for two of those surgeries. And then all of a sudden they were qualified on it. When a lot of the, the masters of that surgery were talking about, you need to do at least two to 300 of those surgeries before you start feeling competent in that realm. But, you know, the, the company that was making the DaVinci, I think, I forget the name, maybe Intuitive or something. The company that was making the, the DaVinci robot, they didn't want to sell, they couldn't sell it to hospitals if you had to take, you know, have years of practice in order to do that robotic surgery. So they kind of just left that out. And, you know, that, that, that's amazing because a lot of the times those surgeries that were being done uh, the, the the surgeries that they were using the robot on, it necessarily did not need to have the robot done on them. You know, that's potentially increased cost. And, you know, even though it's cool, they were saying the outcomes particularly weren't that much better using the robot versus by hand. So, you know, it goes to show you've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you know, kind of understand what's going on. And, you know, in closing... There are, there were some things that they let, that they uh, showed at the end, the last part of the documentary about, you know, how to 
kind of prevent this from happening to you and making sure you do your due diligence. So I'm just gonna read off these safety precautions and I'm gonna see if I can put a graphic here too, but basically one is research any device that will be used on or in you and new is not necessarily better. So they, they talked about this a lot in the documentary too, that a lot of people want the new, the new thing that comes out, the, the, new, the new mesh, the new device or whatever it is, because we typically think in our head that new is better. You know, it happens with cars. You know, the new car is typically better than the old car, or the new laptop is better than the old laptop, or the new TV is better than the old TV, whatever it is. But a medical device is new just means untested. And that's what one of the doctors kept saying. So new is not necessarily better. New is unproven slash untested. Uh, another precaution, they said, get a second opinion for any risky or expensive procedure. Okay. Now, they also say, ask your surgeon how many procedures he or she has performed. And that goes directly to that robot surgery. Uh, they said, have a friend or family member be your advocate while you're in the hospital. So that's just basically, you know, have someone have your best interest at heart. And then this one's awesome. So I'm going to put this one up here to see if your doctor has been paid by a medical device company. Go to openpaymentsdata.cms.gov. And this is important. This is so important. And this is what a lot of the pharma companies used to do in the past was they used to have their pharma reps, you know, do whatever for the doctor, give them vacations, you know, take them out golfing, lots of food, you know, five-star restaurants, five-star hotels, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so this is where you can see where, where the doctor's best interest is going to be. If he keeps pushing a surgery and a medical device on you that, you know, he's been paid by, then, Hey, you know, you know where his interest lies. It, it may not always be coincidentally, with your health, it, you know, it's probably more tied to his pockets. So I'm gonna say that again, openpaymentsdata.cms.gov. If you're listening on the podcast, I know you're probably not being able to see all this, but if you're listening on the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash elite clinical research, go ahead and subscribe. But yeah, guys, if you haven't watched this documentary, go ahead and watch it. Hope I, hopefully I didn't spoil too much. Uh, even if I did, you should definitely go watch it because there was a lot I didn't talk about. And stay safe out there, guys. St stay really safe. And, you know, it kind of goes, I was kind of thinking about this the whole time. Now, since I'm in clinical research, I've been for a number of years now, kind of reminds me, you know, what's the number one supply, what's the number one rule of the drug game? And that is don't get high on your own supply. Everyone knows that. Everyone's heard that from movies, rap music, whatever it is. Don't get high on your own supply. So that's kind of like, you know, you know, being in clinical research, all these drugs and devices kind of don't use the drugs and devices if you can. Stay away from those if you can. So go watch it, guys. Email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. If you have any questions or inquiries, comment down below what you thought about the documentary after you watch it. And hopefully this gets more of you guys out there to watch it because I thought it was really awesome. And we may have a follow-up video to this, but maybe not. All right, guys, take care.